This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQInstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. Making pellets since 1994, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet-style smokers, and, of course, in larger quantities for your pellet-fed smokers. Find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Cleveland, Ohio. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, kiddies, here we are. Back at them for a big edition of the Barbecue Central Show. Tuesday. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Via the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. A, vi- a wide and vast sweeping Network that is taking a stronghold onto the internet. You can find the show right here, the BBQCentralShow.com. You can find the video feed on OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which is where the chat room is. You can find the show and replay on Stitcher, on Xenocast, on iTunes. You can find archives on the Barbecue Central Radio Network homepage. And on iTunes as well. You can get the live feed through iTunes in the radio section if you want to. If you are not making at least one quarter of an effort to find this show, 
You're not really trying at all, are you? And that's uh, pretty much on you. Nothing I can do about that. Great show lined up for you, as always. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, take part in it. You can do it one of two ways. 877-448-0433 is the number to call if you want to get in touch with the show via the phone lines. My dime, 877-448-0433. Or you can email the show if you want to. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. If you're watching the live video feed, I would encourage you to go ahead and take part in the chat. That's another way to interact with the show, other uh, watchers of the show. Also, depending on how closely I am watching the show, I'm sorry, watching the chat room, I might be able to mix in some of your questions or or answer some of your questions as it relates to uh, what is happening on the show kind of live. So it's a little interactive in that way. Here's what's happening on the show tonight, coming about 12 minutes from now. Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. 35 past the hour of 9 o'clock. It's a maybe. It's a game-time decision. It could be Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue. Second hour, 10-14, first-timer to the show, and I know a lot of people have been waiting for this interview, Robert Rainford. He is a renowned griller. He's got a new book out called Born to Grill, so we're going to be talking to him a little bit about that, of course. And then background, how'd you get into grilling? He's got kind of a unique history to himself being born in Jamaica and then uh, I guess I would be immigrating into Canada so uh, we'll see how that all went for him and kind of how he was brought up amongst the smoke and the flame and all the good stuff and then helping me close out the show 35 past 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Fred Bernardo of Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply Barbecue Team took a big fifth place this past weekend at Green Lane Pennsylvania I believe uh, was the competition so we'll talk to Fred about that Plus your phone calls and emails if you want to do it, 877-448-0433. All right, Survey Tuesday questions. Here we go. Question number one. Pay close attention to the wording, as I'm about to say. What did you get your mom for Mother's Day? Question number two. Do you buy or do you make your own rubs and or injections or both? Question number three. If you compete, what rule would you like to see changed in the KCBS? If you keep up with the minutes of the KCBS meetings, like sometimes I do when I'm looking for scores that had happened with other competition cooking teams uh, in the past weekend, you'll find every once in a while up in that left-hand corner, which is like the news portion of the Internet site, kcbs.us, minutes, quick notes of this board meeting. I believe there was an attempt to remodify Rule 10, which was the parting of pork, being able to return it back to the cooker within uh, the half hour prior leading into turn it, just to warm it up. I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. When put to a vote, must be a bad idea. That's why I don't compete, because I don't know what I'm talking about. So what would you like to see? A uh, what, what main rule would you like to see changed if you compete in KCBS? All right, there you go. Those are your Survey Tuesday questions. I'll give you the answers to those Survey Tuesday questions for me uh, next hour. And we'll go from there. But go ahead and uh, email in what you like. You can also go ahead and give me your answers right here on the chat room as well. Don G has made it in tonight. Don, what's up, buddy? 
Last week, you would recall that I had pitmaster Ryan Newstrom, who had just announced, broke, let me scoop the fact that he was going to be bringing another potential pitmaster into the world. But moreover, he had amassed just going into the interview last week two wins in a row, two grand championships in a row. And now, regular listeners hear me talk about this all the time when I have people that are on hot streaks. I say, look, you come into the show. First time in, karma attaches. And if you go back and listen to what I told him, I said, you have to believe that you know wherever you're going to be at, you're just going to win. It's a foregone conclusion. Go ahead and notch up number three grand championships in a row. If you were following... Big T's Q crew, uh, you notice they took their third grand championship in a row. This is no surprise to your less than humble host. But look, if you come on the show and you do right by the show, a big believer in it, the karma never fails. Show me an instance where I have given karma to any type of competitor or person in business or whatever the case may be, and within a week's time or two weeks' time, something hasn't boomeranged around on them, and they are now achieving wild levels of success. Ryan Newstrom and the rest of the team at Big T's Q Crew, uh, now the newest recipient of the Barbecue Central Radio Show Karma, winning their third grand championship in a row. Two, two in as many weeks, I believe. I believe there was a little bit of a layoff from the first to the second uh, but he won back-to-back weeks, back-to-back championships. So I would imagine it goes without saying that the next competition that Ryan goes into, now is probably in his head. He's probably like, I, I think I probably got a really good shot to win this thing. I'm just going to mail this one in, right? No, no need to worry. Well, probably not. But luck is on his side, so congratulations to Ryan and the team over at Big T's Q Crew on the third win in a row, a grand championship, and again, the karma never fails. Now, we were just talking a little bit about, uh, you know, Mother's Day. And uh, this is a note, and I think we we are in a industry and we are a, a culture of people who are used to being by live fire, whether it be barbecue, whether it be grilling, what have you. But let's be honest with ourselves, folks. Every once in a while, we kind of screw the pooch, don't we? Absolutely. I did it. Did this past Sunday. Was making homemade pizza on the Bubba Keg, which is one of my most favorite vessels to cook on. I'm not sure exactly uh, what happened with that whole cooker thing, and it's been sold like two or three different times. I believe it is now. Uh oh. On my face today. What does that mean? Am I not on the air? Jeez, oh, Pete, Kevin, what are you talking about? Am I not on the air right now? Guys, can you see me? No? Are we good? All right. Kevin, I'll leave that note between you and me. Don't worry about it. Oh, if you can see me, I apologize. Don't worry about it. My bad. <laughs> I got the cooker evidently too hot. I had the, the pizza. I didn't think you could overheat a pizza stone. And granted, we're a bigger fans of the thin crust pizza here in this house. So I prepped some chicken, prepped some red pepper, seasoned it nicely, did a little saute, 
and uh, then spoon the sauce on the crust, pre-made crust. I don't make my own. That's bull crap. Uh, no offense, Fred, Bernardo. I know you make your own, but that's a different thing. And then, you know, had everything set and put it on there and walked away for like literally two minutes. And it was cooking about 650 degrees. And the bottom, uh, El Scorcho. So we continue to realize that even when we consider ourselves much better than the standard public, the novice, the intermediate, that we too can make changes. And or that we too can make mistakes and we have to uh, eat those mistakes a little bit and then try and figure out exactly where we went wrong so we don't make that mistake again. That's why we make logs. If, if anybody ever wants to get a barbecue log, Stephen DeFranco, sponsor of the show, submitted to me through DVD. So I, all I need to do is copy it onto the tower. Uh, go ahead, uh, email me that you want this uh, spreadsheet that he makes. Does he support gun rights? Don G, do bears crap in the woods? You know that's right. You know I do. Even the most experienced grillers and barbecues make mistakes. And that's what I did on Mother's Day. And I uh, would really have loved to eat that pizza. Looked really good on the top side. Not so good on the bottom. All right, gang. Let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, there are unsavory businesses and creeping marauders at each and every turn on the Internet. And I think at this point we can all agree on that. Look at this guy. We'll be seeing him in just a little bit. Let me dump that and show you this crazy guy. That's Fred Bernardo right there. Fred, I can't take your call. I'm right in the middle of the show. Sometimes you're looking for a barbecue or grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over or the next town over from that. Your options have become limited, and you're now forced to go online to buy the item you want, or you're just going to go without it. You don't want that to happen. That internet grip sets in, the hands start to sweat, your neck tightens. You've been screwed on internet purchases before, and you don't want it to happen again. After all, this is your hard-earned money you're spending, and you want to feel confident that the company you're buying from is going to get you that product at an honest and fair price. Good news, folks. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over Tasty Licks Barbecue relieve you of your internet buying stresses. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, ready to ship to you directly. Now, are there other places on the Internet that you might have uh, the ability to find an item cheaper? Probably. But are you 100% confident you're actually going to get that item that you buy? How long is it going to take to ship to you? All great questions that no one can answer with 100% assurity. That's why when you buy from Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply, all of the items are in the store. They will ship to you promptly. Everything priced fairly in the store. You can call Fred if you want to. Try and strike an extra special deal. He's open. He's a businessman. And Tasty Licks carries grills and smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks and chips and cookbooks and accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries and uses many of the other sponsors of the show in his store. So if you're doing like this two-for-one, you're buying from a sponsor and you're buying the sponsor's product. And don't forget the Tasty Licks barbecue rubs and sauces as well. They're winning on the competition circuit, as we'll talk to Fred. Head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. Let the confidence exude from you as you make your purchases online. Then enjoy your item upon delivery. And don't forget that Fred and the gang are there to help you after the sale as well if you need it. TastyLicksBBQ.com. TastyLicksBBQ.com. Give me this quick time out. We're going to pull up Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue and talk about a number of items. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. 
from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Coming up on 14 past the hour, 877-4480-433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Two ways you can touch the show. First guest tonight, a fan favorite along with his partner. They have amassed one of the most successful barbecue business conglomerates going right now. Their interests include barbecue rubs, sauces, made a number of TV appearances. They head up an award-winning barbecue competition cooking team. They are a, a very successful barbecue restaurant owners, created a brilliant new YouTube campaign called Can You Grill It? We'll race over to the hotline and bring a friend to the show, barbecue maven Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Heath, how are you, bud? Good, man. How's it going, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Heath. Appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight. Uh, lots of different places to go. So why don't we start just kind of how I ended with that new YouTube product that has been making its way across the interwets. It's called Can You Grill It? To date, you have massacred such succulent items as a new iPad, an Android Razor smartphone, an Android tablet. Where did the concept come from, and what is the purpose behind it? Just to show how much money you people have, and you're just throwing it all away on high-powered grills. I mean, what's the deal? Well, basically, you know, sitting around contests and uh, some night we're thinking, you know, I wonder if you could grill this. I wonder if you could grill that. And it started out, you know, with things like, could you grill uh, a cake? Could you grill, you know, like somebody's wedding cake? And then we started thinking, you know, let's really go nuts here and see if we can grill things like an iPad, an iPhone, Android Razor. We've got four of them up. We just put up a fourth one today, which is the Kindle Fire. (laughs) Um, and yes, the Kindle fire does, uh, catch fire. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really just a, a kind of a fun little thing to, to see what, what we can or can't grill. And we offer, uh, up suggest, you know, if anybody has suggestions, please offer those up to us on our, uh, email porkbarrelbbq.com. All right. So you are, are, are people to assume that this is something that you might eat? Are you just looking to see when burn points, uh, take hold on these certain electronic items? And I guess uh, because I am, uh, let's say, frugal, are, are these items being donated to you guys? I mean, you've you've easily rifled through almost like you know three thousand dollars worth of high end electronics that you probably figure are going to burn at some point. So, uh, are these being donated to you for this? Uh, well, you know, eat them if you like. Um, you know, it's just like sometimes you were talking <laughs> about pizza. Um, and Mother's Day, maybe maybe you tend to overcook the iPad, and it's not real appetizing. Um, <laughs> no, we we purchased these. Uh, the funniest thing I think about it was when we purchased them, and we were offered the extended warranties. <laughs> and uh, you know how salespeople are trying to really pitch those extended warranties. And uh, I was in a Staples buying actually the Amazon Kindle. And the person was really pitch, pitching it hard. You know, you got to get this. It, you know, will cover anything. I was like, you sure you're covering anything? Like, oh, yeah, we'll cover anything. And uh, I, finally, after I told him what I planned to do with it, he admitted that that was not covered in the uh, extended warranty. But, uh, no, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're just out there doing, you know, what we always do, trying to get a little buzz for Pork Barrel. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of the videos up for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've already got over 20,000 views on uh those videos, um, like I said, we put up a new one today. 
Um, it's really, uh, you know, a kind of a marketing scheme uh, as uh, we're, you know, doing all the time with uh, things like Q and just trying to get people aware of what we're doing and having some fun and trying to, to use a little kind of guerrilla marketing. Yeah, so here we go. I'm kind of, as you're talking, I'm uh, playing without any sound. Can you grill it? Uh, these look very professionally done. It's no surprise that both you and Brett are very comfortable in front of the camera because you've had a lot of experience in there. But it comes off very natural and, and almost like you are trying to, to put one over on the viewer. Is there a particular, we're watching the iPad here, is there a particular item that you have tried to grill that you have found particularly fascinating? Uh, I will tell you, I think the best one that we've done so far, which we haven't uh, put out yet, is the iPhone. Uh, I think that's going to be particularly interesting. I will say this. If you're an Apple user, congratulations. You have the most heat-resistant electronic products that uh, we've tested anyway. Uh, the Apple, you can't really see it because of the sunlight, but we actually had them on during during the grilling. And the apples really were um, up for several minutes before they uh, malfunctioned, whereas some of the other ones, like the Samsung tablet, that thing was engulfed in flames within probably 25 seconds. Uh, so I'm not suggesting that you take your iPad to the, the grill tonight, but uh, if you happen to, you probably have about a minute and a half to two minutes before uh, it's totally screwed. Yeah, so we're looking at right now the uh, iPad, the new iPad, fully engaged in flame it looked like the housing split apart pretty quickly after you set it down. It looked like also that you are using Kingsford briquettes. Does this give you some extra points advantage during that Kingsford competition that's going on this year? I sure hope so. I mean, I I haven't seen anybody else come close to doing you know things with electronics uh, with Kingsford that we have. So I'd really like to you know to think that we might receive one of those big checks for uh, you know tablet. Um, the category of um, maybe smartphone. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see what Kingsford thinks. But uh, I tell you, Kingsford does a great job uh, with electronics. Well, evidently, and uh, we're just kind of seeing the finished product now, looks like it's went from a white iPad to an all-black iPad uh, all the way around with, with just hints of white left on it. So looked like it took some uh, some color from the smoke, uh, charred very yeah. well, good grill marks. Uh, some of the fat had rendered on, That's as you had mentioned. That's the fat cap of the iPad. Yeah, the, yeah, correct, the fat cap of the iPad. So uh, all in all, it looked like this one was very successful for you guys. Did you uh, did you hit it at all with that uh, All-American rub before you put it on? You know, we debated and debated whether to do that, and we didn't. And that's been one of the biggest comments we've got is, why didn't you sauce it? Why didn't you season it? And, you know, we've got another round that we're about ready to go to. Uh, I will kind of tease them a little bit. They're not all going to be electronics. We've got other products besides electronics. Um, again, if you have ideas, send them our way. Um, we're having you know, having some fun with it and uh, uh, you know, want, want your input, so let us know. All right, so uh, that one is receiving five flames. So the iPad was uh, pretty much a winner right out of the box, uh, five out of five, right? Terrific. Yeah, like I said, good two minutes almost before it really uh, died on us, whereas the other ones, you're talking 15, 20 seconds, they were gone. So whatever Apple is doing, uh, they certainly must be grill testing them to get that you know nice two-minute uh, window in there for you to pull it off. Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue joining me here on the show. Porkbarrelbbq.com is the website. Uh, did I read that you and Brett were able to make a, a return trip back to the Shark Tank, or what was that all about? Yeah, we were back on Shark Tank uh, in March. Uh, we did a follow-up on the restaurant. Uh, Barbara came uh, down and 
dressed up in the pig suit and surprised us during the video uh, taping. Uh, our good friend Kit Rudd of DeGueo Barbecue here. Uh, you'll have to ask him sometime about what he did to Barbara. Um, oh, he thought no. that I was in the pig suit, and uh, so he, he smacked uh, what he thought was my butt, but it turned out it was uh, Barbara Corcoran's butt. Nice. So, uh, that was that was a good one by Kit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, Shark Tank just got up for a, a full season, fourth season next year, 22 episodes on ABC. It's uh, as popular as it's ever been. Uh, Friday night, it's the number one rated show on TV, and so... You know, we're thrilled. Obviously, the longer it's on the sh- the, uh, the air, the more we get to benefit from that and the more that entrepreneurs in general get to benefit from that. We've got a lot of friends we've made from the show whose companies have gone from a relatively, uh, you know, elementary beginning stage to now full-fledged businesses that are uh, very successful, are employing a lot of people. And uh, it's, it's really a great show. Um, we're a perfect example of how it can really help you. Now, I want to make sure, because there was a little bit of back and forth on my webpage of all places, <laughs> that uh, you know you guys should not be mistaken for people that are lucky, that uh, somehow you knew somebody that got you on or anything like that. Uh, this is ball-busting, ass-bending work that you guys have been putting into it, and uh, sure, certainly being on the show a catalyst, but this isn't something that you just lucked into. No, uh, we've worked our butts off to get to where we're at. Uh, you know, Shark Tank, without question, moved us down the field a lot quicker than we would have moved without it. But uh, to get on the show, um, you know, we had already developed a very large following on Twitter, and that's how they found us. The producers uh, found us through our social media presence, which we'd worked really hard to get, and they invited us to uh, come out on the show. And uh, since then, you know, we've worked our butts off. Um, you know, we went from a, a fairly, uh, you know, rookie-ish barbecue competition team where we weren't all that great to, you know, uh, last year, um, you know, we, we were finishing in the top 10, top five in a lot of contests, won two GCs, got invited to the, the Jack. Uh, we've only cooked one comp this year, the uh, big contest out in Vegas. Uh, we took third place overall of 111 teams, first and fork. Um, this weekend we start really our big competition push. We'll be in Middletown, Delaware, cooking the, uh, Middletown barbecue cook-off. And we've got about 20 to 25 contests coming up after that. All right. So yeah, we all, we got the restaurant, which anybody that's done a restaurant, whether it's barbecue or anything knows exactly how much work that is. And, uh, we're really excited with the product that we've, uh, put out there, food and wine magazine and their June issue named us one of the best new barbecue uh, joints in uh, the United States, which we're really excited to have that honor. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, it certainly helped us, but it has not been the uh, the catalyst. Uh, it, it's kind of been the uh, the assister to us just working our, our tails off. You know, we're working uh, seven days a week. Um, I actually just quit my job, and I'm now full-time with Pork Barrel. Before that, we were both working uh, – um, day jobs in addition to this. So it's really just a lot of hard work. Um, we've, you know, a lot of great people have been uh, instrumental in, in helping us along the way. And one of those has been Shark Tank. You've been one too. You've been very kind to us. Well, and you also just blew like two of my questions. <laughs> Your incessant talking has killed my segues. Ask him again. Now, look, I, I talked to Melissa Cookston last week on the show, and it mm-hmm. wasn't the normal 
Gabby's session that we have where she just kicked a bunch of teams' asses at a competition. Uh, she's opened the Memphis Barbecue uh, Company along with John Wheeler from Natural Born Grillers. And we were talking about how much work it now she had had or has 25, 30 years uh, between her and Pete and the restaurant business, some form or fashion. It's the first time, I think, owning her own. Right. But as you are able to evaluate, I mean, you've been open for a number of months now. You're getting accolades. How is the business going for you guys right now? I mean, are you turning profits? Have there been hidden pitfalls that you've had to encounter and overcome? Because the restaurant business, from all accounts, one of the most uh, easily to fail at and then costly if that happens. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of our uh, pitfalls before we even opened. You know, it took us close to two years to get open. Uh, some of that was, um, you know, being new to it. Some of it was the neighborhood had lots of questions about, you know, barbecue and, and smoke in the neighborhood. Uh, some of it was things that were out of our control, like a steel shortage for a couple months where we couldn't get the structural steel supports that we needed. Uh, so we really had a, a rough go of it uh, to get it started. But since we've been open, uh, we've really been on all, all cylinders. Um, we've uh, got a great staff. Um, you know, Brett and I are not always in town, and uh, we've got our, our partners, Mike Anderson and Bill Blackburn, who are really doing a lot of the day-to-day uh, operations. Um, we've got just a great team that you never know when you're hiring a, a new staff how they're going to gel together. Right. And uh, for the most part, I couldn't, you know, have asked for anything better than what we've got. Uh, we're doing two to three times the business that we had originally um, anticipated when we were kind of um, looking forward to the first year. Uh, we are turning a profit, um, so to speak. Um, you know, all the profit we're making is going back into uh, the cost that we incurred to build the, the facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but I invite anybody that's in the D.C. area to come in. Um, you know, if, if Brett or I aren't there, ask to, to see Bill and uh, or Mike Anderson. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, take good care of you, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. We just had Diva Q down um, about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, and uh, she had a a real nice review on her website, and uh, hopefully we can uh, give the same kind of hospitality to to the rest of the barbecue community. Heath Hall joining us here on the show. PorkBarrelBBQ.com is the website if you want to check out what all their interests are. Now, We've kind of mentioned it uh, around about here during the conversation tonight, but you know, you guys have a lot of diverse interests, that being you and Brett. You two comprise the award-winning pork barrel barbecue competition cooking team. You took third earlier this year in Las Vegas. You know, you've won a number of awards since you guys have actually hit the circuit, Heath. As you look back, are there one or two that stick out to you guys mm-hmm. uh, that stand above the rest? Yeah, that's an easy one for us. Um, I think the, the, the two would be the first real big thing we got was men's health magazine naming us the best barbecue sauce in the nation and one of the 125 best foods for men uh that was just great on a a national level we got a lot of great exposure nationally from that and uh really you know assists us in in getting out there and and selling the product to uh, stores uh but probably the biggest thing was last year winning our first gc here in our own hometown of Washington, D.C., at the Safeway uh, National Capital Barbecue Battle. It was the very first contest that we cooked as pork barrel barbecue back in 2009. Here in our home, uh, you know, being able to, to bring home the first GC was awesome. Lots of great teams there. You, know, you had Myron there. You had Tuffy, uh, QL, Jacked Up, Cereal Griller, you know, just a ton of great teams. Uh, so to be able to win with that kind of comp- against that kind of competition – 
and uh, then having it be an automatic to the jack just added the cherry on top. So I think that that's easily uh, our our most enjoyable victory to date. Heath Hall joining me here on the show. Uh, Heath, got a couple minutes left, and I know you haven't been in the competition scene as much as you would like to this year, and that'll be changing here. But you know, I've talked to a lot of pitmasters over the last five six months that have won or come in reserve and they've hit on chicken pretty well, top 10 they've hit on ribs pretty well, top 10 and brisket, but pork has seemed to be the category that is kind of stumbled for them. Are you making any changes as you see pork scores this year at all? Are you going to stick with the same flavor profiles that you've been running with? We've cooked one contest this year, the Vegas contest, 111 teams. We took first place in pork. So I don't plan to change (laughs) anything at this point on pork. Um, no, you actually, um, you had mentioned uh, Big T's uh, earlier, Ryan and uh, Tippy Canoe. And uh, actually, you know, over the off offseason, um, I took their class, which I, you know, highly recommend it to anybody, uh, no matter, you know, if you're finishing as GCs or if you're finishing dead last. Um, and, you know, a couple of things that uh, um, Joe from Tippy Canoe said to me, I think really resonate. We had a good pork last year. We did real well in pork. Um, but uh, I think we've really nailed it this year with combination of what we were doing and, and combination of the things that Joe and I were talking about um, earlier this year. So uh, sales pitch, if you get a chance to take that class, I highly recommend it. It's uh, really, really worth worth your time. And uh, both of those guys are about as hot. You know, you mentioned Ryan winning, but I think – the ones that he didn't win, Joe's winning. And the ones right. that, that Joe won, Ryan finished second. So they're crazy tag team right now. Yeah, I think the only team hotter than either one of those and is probably going to be my tick, uh, pick for at least halfway through the season for uh, for KCBS Team of the Year is going to be True Bud Barbecue. They finished uh, with another yeah. grand championship this past weekend. They've been cooking out of their minds probably for the last 11, 12 months, uh, but really starting to garner quite a bit of attention from nobodies like me. Uh, I know a lot of people on the competition circuit know they have been cooking very well for quite a long time, but uh, I'm going to be having them on the show next week, so I'm uh, definitely interested in talking with them and seeing what their uh, tips and techniques are. Uh, we're talking with Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Uh, where are you going to be at again, Heath, uh, com- competing next? Uh, we'll be in Middletown, Delaware this weekend for the Middletown Cook-Off. Uh, the next weekend over Memorial Day, we'll be down in Evans, Georgia at Banjo BQ. Um, and then the following weekend, we'll stay local, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, for the Beltway Barbecue Battle. So those are our next three weekends. Um, and, you know, like I said, we got about 20, 25 more to go. We'll be doing Sam's Club in uh, August in Pleasantville, New Jersey. Um, but we'll be cooking all over the place. So if you're uh, at a comp we're at, please stop by, say hi, or we'll stop by and say hi to you guys. There you go. Gearing up for a, a big three weeks and then uh, 20 or so plus more after that. Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Heath, always appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks, Greg. Um, real quick, if I yep. could just say, send my best wishes to Sherry Gray and Rod Gray. I know they're going through some tough times right now, so if we can all keep them in our uh, – in our memories and thoughts and uh, prayers and uh, you know, just keep thinking about them. And uh, if you can go out there and donate blood, please do that to, to help Sherry. Um, we're all, we're all thinking about you, Sherry. We, we love you guys. All right. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us, Heath. Thanks. Take, Take care. care. Heath Hall. Pork barrel barbecue. If you need them, a lot of people uh, probably don't want to need him, especially if you're competing with them. Uh, I'm, in, I'm actually going to uh, talk about Sherry Gray here in the uh, 10 o'clock hour as well. But if you do have the ability or if you have been keeping track of 
um, Rod or some other connected people on uh, Facebook in relation to how she's doing, and you can donate blood out there in the, uh, I believe it was Kansas City area. I'll double-check that here before we talk about it at 10. Uh, your help is certainly needed and appreciated up front. Heath Hall, if you need him. All right, here we go, gang. If you are like me, then you're always trying to think of ways to step your barbecue game up a notch or two or even three. And you're going to do it with this product right here. There's no easier way to do it than by adding a little Butcher Barbecue to your arsenal. Now, maybe you need some validation before you head on over to ButcherBarbecue.com. How about the last three winners of the Houston Livestock Barbecue Contest have all used and won with Butcher's Barbecue? The top teams in KCBS, FBA, IBCA all use Butcher Barbecue products and win consistently. And the fact that the guy who is the pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue himself, he uses Butcher Barbecue. Got him third place overall, KCBS Team of the Year last year. Need I say more? Look, we all know Butchers is well known for the injections, that pork and the beef. Now this Prime Injection, which has combined all the things loved with our beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy, they have combined it with what has become a competition standard in beef flavor. <laughs> beef flavor, it's available for sale right now on ButcherBBQ.com. Now maybe you're looking... For a go-to rubber sauce. Good news, you've hit the mother load here as well. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the steak and brisket rub, but you can go ahead and grab some honey rub as well. It garnered a lot of attention last year. Try the premium rub, especially if you inject with Butcher's Barbecue. It is formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least... Oh, that Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I am as picky as it gets, right? Butcher's Barbecue Sauce wins in every category for me every single time. Not overly sweet. A nice slice of tang. Just the right amount of back-end heat. For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. And he didn't take the easy way out like most people do by adding that liquid smoke. No way. Grab a box of six because it's going to go quick in the house. No worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Orders at $55 or less, ship at 7 bucks, $56 and up, $9. Cheap. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. We're coming back with maybe Dave Bosca or maybe your calls. And emails and Survey Tuesday questions. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Boys Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before he stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. I said I'm an outlaw. 
Welcome back. 37 past the hour. And we uh, race over the hotline. The guy who made uh, room for me tonight, which I certainly appreciate. We uh, race over the phone line. It's Pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue, Dave Bosca. Dave, how are you, buddy? Hello. Dave. Hello. Dave. Hold on a second here. Thank you. I swear I just had him here. Hold on one second. Let me line. What line is it? Two? All right. Let me try it again. Uh, Pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue. Dave Bosco joining us here on the show. Dave, uh, welcome to the show. Dave. Dave. Hello. Is this thing on? Hold on a second. I think I got the wrong one. Line line three? All right. Uh, Dave, how are you? Dave. Hello. Oh, boy. Well, the bottom line is this. There is not going to be Dave Bosco. It's all right. Truth be told, Dave was actually potentially backfilling a guest for me that had canceled. The interesting point in all of this is when I was corresponding with Dave in email. Dave, I apologize if we're breaching protocol here. You know, most... This is why Dave is man on another level of the game. Man like some of us may not even ever think about. Because when he was emailing me, giving, telling me why he might not be back in time for this segment, it's because his wife was dragging, dragging him to go get a new mayor. Uh-oh. Not mayor. Mayor. Which, if my bovine skills are at a sharpened point, means female horse? <laughs> I think the next time my wife is going to be dragging me to get a new mayor, sorry, mayor, will be never. Get that free stuff out of here. Uh, Dave won't be in. It's... Uh, Dave had a, a pre-existing engagement by uh, getting a new mayor. So, you know, Dave is a butcher. I imagine mayors make more meat makers. There's a word for those people. Baby cows. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so here I can do this since I have a little time. You know, we, we have uh, athletes in the family. I'm going to break format a little bit. This is Proud Father coming. So if you want to tune out for the next uh, three to four minutes, that's fine. I understand. But my uh, oldest is going to be uh, racing in the championships this coming weekend for uh, fifth and sixth graders. She's a fifth grader. And there was a warm-up relay four-by-one this past weekend in beautiful Wycliffe High School. And it looked a little bit something like this. Oh, wait. No. That's Dave. Sorry, Dave. Looked a little something like this. All right, so uh, we're in the maroon up there in uh, lane five. That's uh, Wee Megan Liddy, who is a fast, really fast. You can see she's put on a sizable lead, 15 to 20 lengths. I almost want to do the old Tom Durkin call. Now, you can see, uh, you know, not as fast. 
and I'm going to pull out here. This is me filming, by the way. So you can see the lead uh, starting to evaporate quite a bit. We're going to be leading to the uh, corner runner right here. They're running the turn. I forget what her name is. I want to say it's like Emma, but I don't think it's Emily. who's Who's the girl that runs the turn? That ran it last weekend? The third leg. Handing off to Bobby. Now here's Bobby right here getting the handoff, and now she is sprinting down the track. She has uh, easily, uh, oh, Emily was the third leg. Now I'm pulling out here. So look, there's uh, now right back to like 25 lengths. Look at that. Fabulous. So just a warm-up right there. But you could see that uh, within that video, I'll go back, uh, you can see this uh, handoff. Coming around, uh, this girl in the black starting to catch up. So the, the black team's probably feeling pretty good right about now. So you get the handoffs are almost equal, and then boom, it's over. Ten meters in, and now we're starting to stretch out. It was so far I had to pan out right here. So you could at least get some type of depth perception as far as uh, how bad the other team was. Not very CYO of me, I know. Sorry. A Jinjo. That's right, Danji. So now they're pointing to the uh, championship meet this coming Saturday, where there will be another 4 by one uh, Bobby will also be taking place in the high jump as well. And there was something else that I wanted to share. I saw this on the... Who was this? The Barbecue Brethren. Um, and this was, I don't know if you people look at the barbecue brethren at all, but it is a forum where people can go and talk about all things related to barbecue. One of the best forums out there by far. And the name of this post was, are you kidding me? I don't know. Let's see. And this is from Pike 51 in Valdosta, Valdosta, Georgia. Are you kidding me? My neighbor was doing a Mother's Day cook for his parents and in-laws and his family and got things fired up Saturday night about 9 p.m. on a smoker. He got a nice homemade offset on a small trailer, and it was in his fenced backyard with a lock in the tongue. Went to bed about midnight, woke up at 4 a.m. to check the temps, and the smoker was gone. Uh Some jackhole stole it during the cook. His words, not mine. Not only was he out the cooker, but the thieves got four slabs of ribs, a butt, two chickens, and some baked beans along with all of his cooking tools and wood kept in a large storage box on the trailer. How does this happen? Well, pretty easy. Somebody smelled it and they just wanted to take it. Now, I could read you all the post back about let's get our guns let's go find the thieves blah, blah, blah. but pike 51 followed back up today at 8 32 a.m from valdosta georgia they found it in an interesting twist my neighbor just got a call i'm sorry my neighbor just called me and said he got a smoker back this morning delivered by the wonderful police department I was talking to a co-worker here at the hospital yesterday telling him about the stolen smoker, and he mentioned that early Sunday morning a guy was brought into the emergency department with burns to both hands and his arms and some BS story about how it happened. 
putting two and two together, he contacted the police who paid a visit to the man's home late yesterday. And after some questioning, the man gave him gave himself and two other guys up. Smoker was recovered from a storage unit about two miles from our neighborhood with the food still in it. Apparently, after getting burned up like he did, he didn't want any food. I would hate to know how the other units at the storage place smell after they dropped the still burnt smoker in and shut the door. I'm sure some other stuff had been ruined. From my neighbor said, there wasn't this wasn't the first time that there was more stuff in the unit. Hopefully, these these idiots get to do some special time at our local state penitentiary. Penitentiary. So there you go. Now, there is a portion of the story which begs the question. If you are cooking overnight, midnight, what the hell are your ribs doing in the cooker? You're having rib breakfast? And heaven, the chicken is going to be done at 2.30 in the morning. Probably waiting for the neighbors to come back home from the bar all molared up and fend them off with chicken scraps so they don't take the real meat. 2.30 in the morning, you know, 3 at the latest. But if you're a thief, granted you're not smart to begin with, and you tool around somebody's back of their house, and I don't know exactly what the makeup of this was, but for me, there's no, I mean, I would have had to cook it out front. It would have been a much easier steal for them. Not that evidently it was that hard for them to take it. But if you can smell the food, like, permeating through and there's heat resonating off of the unit itself, why are you, why are you trying to steal it? I mean, it's going to be hot, right? You open it up, you're going to be, like, touching the firebox. Because obviously he tried to detrailer it is that a term take it off the trailer not smart cute oh I, to be honest i wouldn't want to eat either who would want to eat all right let's uh quickly hit the survey tuesday questions again what rule would you like to see changed in the kcbs if you could change it question number two do you buy or do you make rubs or injections, whether it be home or for competition. Question number three. What did you get your moms for Mother's Day? Go ahead and weigh in, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com is the email address. You know, one of the things that we didn't really talk too much about with Heath from Pork Barrel Barbecue was the fact that they do happen to manufacture one of my most favorite all-time rubs, which is the Pork Barrel Barbecue All-American Rub. Now, being a uh, Internet celebrity as I am, I get a number of rubs and sauces, and it's just like a, a cavalcade of different sauces that are coming in all the time. So I don't typically need to buy my own rubs uh, or make – although I love to make rub myself, I even more love – to make my own barbecue sauce, which is why I'm probably not very partial to most. It's probably nothing short of a small miracle that I love Butcher's barbecue sauce as much as I do because of how much I like my own sauce. 
But as I've said many times in the past, my palate is more vinegar-based, has a little bit more of a heat tolerance than maybe most, has no need for any artificial smoke flavoring in my sauce at all. But if you take a look at the consumer market for sauce, there are a lot of sauces that put natural flavoring or liquid smoke in it. Randy Hill weighing in with Survey Tuesday question. No garnish. Absolutely. Couldn't be more on board with that. Couldn't be more on board with that. Question number two. Uh, do you buy or you make your own rubs or injections? Randy Hill is a combo. Uh, number three, ferns. <laughs> ferns. Gay. You buying your mom ferns? Ferns. That name reminds me of something else. Patrick bought her three rainbow trout and fillets from a 20-pound striped bass. I brought her three rainbow trout fillets from a 20-pound striped bass. I don't even know what that means. I know it means you fish, Patrick. I do not do that. I will not fish. Let's see. Patrick, uh, no garnish, buy rubs and injections. Another with the no garnish. I agree. Where'd you go? I small. I got a very small window here for chat room. Now, oh, damn it. There you go. Uh, card and caught them a fish. What's with you guys in the fish? Nice. All right. Anyway, while... I'm a lot more jazzed about the uh, the pork barrel rub than I am about the sauce, but again, very particular about my palate and sauce, which is why I don't overly solicit people to send me their sauces. If people people are just sending me their stuff, it's no holds barred, as you saw a couple weeks ago. That wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be yours, but the rub is top notch. You got to try it. If if nothing else. Try the uh, All-American Rub. It's great on everything, which I guess is why they call it All-American, right? It's good on everything. All right, again, quickly, let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show. And you would know that, if you are any fan of the show, to be the Barbecue Guru. Now, we had Barbecue Bob Trudneck on last week. We talked about the new release of the CyberQ Wi-Fi. Now, if you remember during our conversation, I asked him, look, you already have something that is wireless, the ProCom 4 that we always talk about. That's going to get phased out. Very expensive technology. I want to say that that thing retailed for like 600 bucks. That could be way off, but it was very expensive. But it was radio controlled, so you had that 600 feet distance, and you didn't need Wi-Fi connectivity or anything like that. Well... For as cool as it was, it probably wasn't the best technology for this day and age. What is Wi-Fi? Connect wirelessly, use your wireless platforms, whether it be netbooks, iPads, or let's call them tablets, smartphones. Well, the CyberQ Wi-Fi encompasses all of that technology, and it's in one nice compact housing made of ABS plastic. I know what that is, and you don't. So now you're able to set it up at a competition or set it up at your house, and then, boom, you're gone. You can go visit other campsites if you want, and if you are getting an inkling within your person that something isn't going right with the temperatures, 
you launch that on your smartphone, it populates a web page, and you can see the complete breakdown with what's happening in your cooker. And, and you can make temperature adjustments. Maybe you're cooking too fast. You want to dial down the pit temperature a little bit. Maybe you need to speed it up, pop up that temperature a little bit. You can see the meat probe, see where all the meat's at. It's fabulous. Starts at $295. You visit the website, thebbqguru.com. That's thebbqguru.com. Or you can call them if you want to. I know sometimes buying automatic temperature control devices can be a little intimidating because you want to make sure you get all of the right components so you can be up and running right out of the box. So you can call them, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And if it's not Bob himself, it'll be one of the very well-trained staff of the Barbecue Guru helping you execute the most efficient and effective automatic temperature control plan possible. So when you get it, you hook it up, and then you're off and running. Have your smart device ready to go. You're basically never out of contact with your cooker. You don't have to be tethered with any cords or anything like that. 877, I'm sorry, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU, or the BBQGURU.com. We'll wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on King brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. All right. Let me stop back on the TV here. Uh, I got about three minutes before we get to the top of the hour. So let me do this. Let me uh, bring you up to speed where uh, Rod Gray is. Uh, update on wife Sherry. Rough road, not out of the woods yet. Today is a good day after a couple of really crappy days, it bears reporting. Today, the nephrologist announced that Sherry will have ephresis every other day instead of daily. Her dialysis is now every other day, but not because things are getting better, rather because typically dialysis patients only receive treatment every other day. She's been hardwired for to a machine for eight hours a day, so this is a welcome change. Sherry is still in complete renal failure. The doctors tell us kidney function and is the last to return. We have been waiting to test results for Mayo, and they came today and were good news. Her nephr- nephrologist has a call into the country's foremost authority on TTP HUS to confer on his course of treatment. We have our fingers crossed for complete kidney recovery. Sherry remains alert, cognizant. She takes laps around the hospital wing floor and loves the lemon Italian ice from the room service. Despite some frustration over the length of her illness, she remains positive, focused on her recovery. Until you are better thanked, please accept my appreciation for all you've done. Your words of encouragement, cards, flowers, gifts, texts, emails, calls, visits are all working. And I don't want this to be all about me, but those that know me know that I'm suck at accepting help. I am honestly trying to be better. Sherry will be here into the weekend, and I will post another update when there is content worth reporting. So, very good. Trust me, that news could have been a lot worse. 
And uh, let me give you a little bit more here. Uh, for those people in the Kansas City area waiting to uh, wanting to donate blood, contact the Community Blood Center, 4040 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 888-647-4040. That's 888-647-4040 to make arrangements for your donation. You may have an honorarium account set up in the name of Sherry Gray. Your blood type does not need to be the same. For those outside the KC area, uh, there is a link on Rod Gray's website. But again, if you are Kansas City, Missouri, local 4040 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 888-647-4040 to make arrangements for your donation. If you can do it, if you can get out there, and you know Rod would appreciate that. I mean, he's done a lot for the barbecue industry as a whole. Uh, that team uh, and uh, Rod himself. So if you can get out there, absolutely. Get out there. Help out. All right, reporting to the second hour. We'll uh, recap, give you some second takes. We'll go over Survey Tuesday questions again. And then uh, we have Robert Rainford coming up at 14 past the hour of 10 o'clock. Smoking guitar player Fred Bernardo at 14. I'm sorry, 35 past 10 o'clock. We're coming back with the second hour. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Survey Tuesday questions up next. Stick around. you board here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot of the movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Top. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Top of the second hour.
Let's go ahead and uh, quickly review the Survey Tuesday questions. Question number one. What'd you get your mom your mom for Mother's Day? Question number two. Do you make or do you buy your rubs or injections? Rubs and injections. Question number three. What rule would you like to see changed in the KCBS? Before I give you mine, I'll give you Don G's. Uh, the rule to be changed, garnish. It's not salad. Uh, rule uh, Question number two, rubs. I mix commercial and home ingredients. Drapers mixed with a little heat and sweet. And the Mother's Day question, Robert Rainford's cookbook. Not really, but cued Robert's cedar planked salmon for wife, mom, and in-laws. Cedar planked salmon. I don't like salmon. Don't make that for me when I come and visit you, Don. I don't want salmon. Cedar plank Twinkies is fine. Cedar plank salmon, I just don't like it. I don't. I've never understood salmon. My wife loves salmon. I just don't get it. I don't like it. Got my mom a gift certificate to Kohl's because if you're not Kohl's, you're not shopping. Get stuff out of here. They take stuff back. You don't need a receipt or anything. Love Kohl's. That's where I got my new work shoes. Awesome. Uh, I do not make my rubs or injections. As they say in the world of uh, being popular, I have people for that. I just happen to get a lot of rub in and a lot of sauce in. Now, I do make my own sauce uh, if I'm having a party, but I will also use a butcher barbecue sauce as well because I love that. What rule would I like to see change in the KCBS? I mean, I've always been a st- – and I'm not going to become a hypocrite now. I've always been a huge proponent of changing the garnish. And here's what it is because there is a little misconception here from some of the answers I've been getting. There is no rule that says garnish has to be in the box. It's optional. It's listed as optional. So what I would like to see in that regard is have it put in as a rule or have it be written that you are not allowed to have any garnish. But as it sits right now, it continues to wallow away in what is barbecue purgatory. It's optional. But you know damn well if you're competing and you don't garnish your box, you're screwed. You're not going to sit here and tell me that you won a grand championship at a KCBS event. You didn't garnish one box. Bull. It's bull. It's bull and you know it. So I would like to see it either put in the rules as yes, absolutely 100% you have to garnish, and it's got to be with this, and it can't have red tip lettuce or whatever like that, or no garnish allowed. Don't even think about it. But to continue to just... Live in barbecue purgatory like that. When you know damn well you're going to do it. Quick. Quick, everybody. Would you ever not garnish a box at a KCBS event? And if you do it, you're lying. Get that big stuff out of here. Diane, you're right. That was my second. That was like 1B for me. Was this whole pork parting. I mean, you can't return the, the parted pork back to the cooker in half an hour before you turn it in to warm it up? Last time I checked, you know, lukewarm or worse pork doesn't feel right in your mouth. A couple programming notes. In case you missed it, 
I, me, I was a guest on the Sam Livecast this past Thursday, and it was a wild success by all accounts. It's on my website. Just my interview was on the website, uh, not the whole hour show. If you're not familiar with the Sam Livecast, I've had Sam Zion on the show, uh, I think it was towards the end of February of this year. And he's got a show that happens uh, three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, they shoot live from his house, from his kitchen, and sometimes ridiculously awesome patio at 6 p.m. Pacific. So that's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then in between, make your own time zone adjustments. But what I really like, or I guess what endears me to the program is, you know, half of it is just a bunch of, like, it's almost like a morning radio talk show. They're talking about current events, stuff that they saw at a store, whatever the case may be. And then the other half is reserved uh, for cooking, and they make it all right there. There's nothing that's prepped. Uh, there isn't, it's not like the, the talking head chefs, if you will, where a lot of, most of the work has been done off camera this is all taking place as the show is happening and, and it's live and it's uncensored and that's why i guess i find it so endearing to me so to be on it was an, a special honor we talked very basic rudimentary stuff about barbecue and grilling and what the difference is and uh, some items that you might want to consider putting on the grill stuff like that so go ahead and check that uh interview out again you can find it right there on the barbecue central uh, network homepage play it and i think you'll enjoy and from all accounts i might be actually a, i might be a recurring guest on somebody's show and a big show at that could be the big break we've all been waiting for uh, next week on the show oh, so thanks to sam and the cast he's got a wonderful cast that they have witty and, and witty repartee during the course of the show so sam and uh, his son max and lynn uh, max and lynn are like the engineering guys then you have steve behind the camera uh, sam's wife Sits in on the show, Kelly. So it's it's a fabulous cavalcade of guests. I think I've used that word twice uh, tonight, cavalcade. It's a fabulous array of personalities on there, and uh, that's why I like So check it out if you've never seen thesamlivecast.com is the website. Next week on this show, you'll be finding uh, what is going to be a recurring guest. We've had him on once before, Jim Shaheen from the Washington Post. Always have some great takes on the world of barbecue just in general. And then we'll also be talking to Jim Grant from True Bud Barbecue Team. They are currently ranked number one in the KCBS Team of the Year. And again, my, I don't want to say dark host, uh, dark host, dark horse pick for Team of the Year, but we're not even six months in, barely six months, no, not even six months in, five and a half months in to this competition season, and if they continue to cook the way they have for the last good handful of months, they're going to be tough to beat. They win a lot. They win a lot when they don't win. It's like top five or better. So that's going to amass points. What can I tell you? What is that huge bug? Is that a... Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, first lightning bug of the year in my house. Let me show you this. Just got this in the mail. How about this guy? Wait, let me try this. It's the Ted Reader Beer Licious Book. 
being released today. It is on sale today. Uh, and believe it or not, if you turn, let me turn very quickly, to page, uh, I believe it's 107, 105, 107, sorry, uh, 109. Look who's look who's in 109. Greg Rempe's drunken London Royal, ladies and gentlemen. See that? It's like the worst. Hold on. Got a better idea. Boom. Look at that, and then look at it. Just show you some of the great pictures that Teddy took here. There's like over 200 pictures. Um, great write-up. I mean, he. I think he. Look, he he mentions me right at the top. Wow, huge honor. But there he is. Everything in the book that you see is. God, I got to do better. See, I want to hold his face. Uh, every recipe in the book has beer in it. So how bad could it be uh, when we're talking about bad things? How about that? So, Ted Reader, thanks for including me in the book, and uh, thanks for the advanced copy. Uh, great pictures, great recipes. A lot of people contributed to that book. Yeah, Bud Light. I didn't pick the beer, Diane, okay? You know me. I only drank Budweiser. You know that's right. Or PBR, Genesee. No light beer in this house. All right, gang, uh, take your barbecue to the next level with a Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Backyard barbecuers and those folks who want to open a business drive and fly in from all over the world for the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. The Barbecue Institute has a full schedule of classes in Texas Right now, covering everything from a short fajita class to an all-day class on how to smoke the classics like brisket, pork, ribs, and chicken. The premier class of the year coming in just a few short weeks, June 2nd and 3rd, at the McKinley Springs Winery in Prosser, Washington State, set in the beautiful Horse Havens Hill. This is Conrad's favorite location to teach barbecue. In addition to the menu listed on the website, there will be an additional side and Dutch oven desserts. Of course, that special unannounced bonus will be the whole hog. That's right. First time in. Horse Heaven Hills. Did I say Haven? Whatever it is. Horse Haven Hills. Heaven. Is it Haven? Damn it. Anyway, it's whole hog special Sunday. Now, learn the difference between cooking with charcoal, gas, logs, wood pellets. They can all produce amazing results, yet all require a different route to get there. Learn the practical secrets and the food science on the methods to get the best results from each heat source. When not teaching classes on the weekends, Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week. He also founded OPBBQ.com in 2004 and still barbecues for troops and wounded warriors. That's Operation BBQ, I would imagine, uh, for those letters. OPBBQ.com. To make your next off-site event really memorable, have a Barbecue Institute off-site party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue money can buy. They will be talking about it for years to come. 
For details on all the Barbecue Institute classes, visit BBQInstitute.com or check their Facebook page for the latest news and pictures. That's BBQInstitute.com. We're going to come back with first-timer Robert Rainford, in case you're interested, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Uh, coming up on 14 past the hour, 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com are the two ways to get in touch. My next guest finds comfort in front of the flame, cooking up any and everything he can get on the live fire. You've undoubtedly seen him on the TV show License to Grill. His passion for the industry and overwhelmingly friendly demeanor makes him a favorite with a viewing audience. Here to talk some barbecue and grilling along with the new book, Born to Grill. Tell me welcome first timer into the Barbecue Central Radio Show Jungle. Robert Rainford joins me. Robert, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, certainly uh, my pleasure, Robert. And again, appreciate you making time for us here tonight. Uh, Robert, for the people that might not be as intimately familiar, look, there's there's like a sect of the show that is all barbecue and grilling all the time. This is what we do, and we know you know you and Stephen Reichlin and Ted Reeder and Dr. Barbecue, all these guys. But then there's a, uh, a an, an outer portion of the show, if you will, some of the novices, and they might not be as familiar with some of the people that I have on. So how about a quick little background about you? I mean, obviously, uh, from what I read on Wikipedia, at least, not uh, born and raised in Canada. No, well, you know, I'm born in Jamaica and uh, raised in Toronto. Um, but, you know, part of the barbecue culture is to adopt what you've seen as you've grown up. And that's basically what I did with my life. You know, I went to George Brown College, you know, learned a lot about food from the, you know, the nuts and bolts perspective. And then, you know, having a barbecue show, you get an opportunity to sort of really truly explore the barbecue on, on a level that, you know, most people will never get to do in their complete life. But, you know, you know what it's like. I just I love to cook. Robert Rainford joining us here on the show. You know, Jamaica is really known for their live fire, their open-style pit cooking. Were you able to get back there after the fact and really do a lot of studying on, you know, that style of barbecue or grilling versus what you see here in the States? Oh, you know what? For sure, for sure. I, we, You know, my wife and I have gone home and, uh, you know, well, not home for my wife, but home for me and my children um, yeah, we got an opportunity to really look at it from a sort of a nuts and bolts perspective as well. Um, and you know what? There's a thriving culture here in Toronto that uh, does a lot of uh, open air cooking and a lot of Jamaican style barbecuing. So, you know, I have I had plenty of opportunity. So, given the experience that you have and all of this knowledge that you accumulated over the years since you've been in it, how do you find or, or what? Um details in how the Jamaican-style barbecue is versus something like that you're used to uh, either in Canada or here in the States? What are some of the, the big differences that you see? 
Well, you know, the subtle differences are basically the, the spice components that go into uh, a barbecue. Uh, you know, I've worked on one of this for basically many, many years to get perfect my jerk recipe, which is a marinade that I put on chicken and pork and fish and pretty much anything that I can feel that, you know, it should go. And I even put it in barbecue sauces, like southern barbecue sauces. Mm. I throw a, a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon worth of jerk in there. So it's it's one of those situations where, you know what, explore what you know uh, and put it into the things that you know work really well. And just, you know, play. That If you don't play on the barbecue, you're just not, you're not doing your job out there. So you got to play, just experience different things and try different things. I do an authentic, you know, Texas and North Carolina and Tennessee barbecue all the time because that's what we do up here in the in Canada. But you know what? If you want to get it to where you want it, you start playing with your own what you know as is inherent to you. So that's where I am. You know, Jamaican, Canadian, American, whatever. I do it all. Robert Rain for joining us here on the show. Uh, Robert, I was doing a little background on you and found that you know you you I guess decided to get into the food like the culinary aspect a little bit more traditional wise a little bit later in life it wasn't like you were 18 19 out of high school and you're like yeah I want to go into this food thing it was a little bit later in the 20s how do you think doing that and graduating from a, you know a technical background helps you in the barbecue and the grilling aspect now uh, it helped me out immensely the fact that I was able to sort of gain some life experiences before I came to the kitchen you know I was not hired out of school based on my cooking acumen. It was based on the fact that I was a parent, old enough, um, you know, someone who you could rely on to show up. And my eagerness to learn was were the, the trifecta, the, the part of my existence that helped me to become the, the chef and the cook that I was. And I think, you know, for anyone that's 18 years old, if you truly know what your passion is, just follow it. And for me, I kind of had to follow a different path for a little while. But once I found what I was truly going to make me happy in life, I followed it like a dog with a bone. Now, you were probably most well-known, at least for a lot of us here in the States, because it showed here uh, quite a bit with that license to grill. It was on uh, the Food Network uh, Canada. How How do you view cooking shows today on TV? You know, not a lot of, let's say, chefs, per se. Do you like that? fact that it's like people like me that can get in front of a camera and they cook and they have some ideas or do you think that it cheapens the information being disseminated to the masses because they're not like technically trained chefs you know that that's a you know you you want to answer this question as politically correct as you possibly not here on the internet we don't robert no way (laughs) bring it baby (laughs) I, i love your brother i love your brother but you're so right you know what the people who don't have the background, you can see it. I think you can tell someone who's stretching it, um, you know, in order to, to get a point across. And you have the people who are truly comfortable with the information that they've digested. It's, it's a big difference, you know, being confident in food and then translating that to television. Because for me, you know, not having that TV background, you, you know, I had to learn those chops. But nobody had to teach me, you know, how to be proficient in a kitchen and how to, you know, perform uh, on a ki- in a kitchen situation. So, you know, let's answer the question this way. I believe that personally speaking, that if you have a great culinary background and you have some personality, 
you know, food is not an issue for you. So if you go and find yourself on YouTube or if I'm going to find your clips on YouTube, I mean, you're very outgoing. You seem like you would definitely be something that I would want to throw beers with or hope I was getting an invite to a barbecue or a grilling thing that you're having at your house. Did you have to work on being that gregarious and that friendly in front of a camera or is it just natural for you? Well, no, you know what? Uh, my first six episodes, if you watch them, <laughs> you can tell that someone said, you know what? We're going to have to light a fire under your butt. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to get you into a position where, you know, we've got to get the inner passion, but we need you to show us that inner passion. And I didn't have that at the beginning. But, you know, once I was told basically what the parameters were, how far could I stretch it? You know, that's my personality is outgoing. But, you know, you have to match the technical proficiency with the TV proficiency. And those things aren't congruent necessarily. So you've got to sort of build those two together, and then then you can get to the point where you can have some fun. You never see anybody having fun unless they're technically proficient. Robert Rainford joining us here on the show, author of Born to Grill. So let's go ahead and talk about that for a little bit, Robert. Last week, the book launched. How is it being received? Is the publisher happy? Everybody that's important uh, thinking that this is a good thing so far, a weekend? Well, listen, I haven't had a lot of sleep in the last 10 days. I've been on the road. So I've been in Vancouver, Kelowna, um, Calgary. I just got home last night at uh, 11, well, I got in at 1145. Uh, my publisher, Random House, and Robert McCullough and the team are extremely ecstatic on where the sales are right now. We're in our second printing, and we haven't even really gone through the first wave of uh, publicity for the book itself or PR for the book. So, you know, me personally, I'm ecstatic. Uh, you know, I get an opportunity, and this is where the, 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 the heartfelt part comes from. You know, this was an odyssey for me for two years, designing this book, writing it, making sure that this was a true reflection of who I am as a person, um, writing it in a menu form as opposed to just putting out a series of recipes where people can sort of look and match. I've got five recipes per menu. I've got 20 menus, which means I've got over 100 recipes in the book. This is a true reflection of who and what I am and where I am right now in my existence. Um, so, you know, I think where those things all meet up, like inspiration and perspiration means success, I've got it. It's a unique layout to a book. Is that something that you had to hard sell to the publisher because it wasn't like a lot of the other cookbooks and chef-authored books that you see out there, or were they totally on board from Jump Street? It was not a hard sell. I was, you know, when I sat down with the publisher and they they looked at me and we sat across the table from each other and I said, "Listen, <laughs> I've got this uh, this idea." And I really want to know, like, if it works for you, it works for you. But if it doesn't, I was going to go wherever it was going to be a success because I believed in the menu-driven recipe because everybody I speak to out on the street, when they meet up on me, they go, listen, man, love your recipes, but, you know, like, when I'm having a dinner party, you know, what other things can I put with mm -hmm. that? Here you go. I've, I'll, I've laid it out for you. Even if you don't want to follow each menu. You can pick and choose and create five different things that you can put into a menu. And remember, we're dudes, okay? And dudes, we can have protein with protein with protein with more protein, and we don't even need a vegetable. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Robert Rainford joining us here on the show. We're talking about the book Born to Grill. Favorite two recipes in the book or favorite two menus in the book? 
favorite two menus, you know, the one to my wife, uh, you know, for the rose in your life, uh, you know, makes a big difference for me because, you know, hey, I'm looking at her right now. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's really important that your wife is on board with what you're doing because I put a tent up in our backyard when I was putting this uh, (laughs) book together and I told her it was going to be up for three weeks. And it was up for, I think, what, how many? Three months. Little over-promise, under-deliver there, uh, Robert. You know how it goes, man. Come on, instead of ask for permission, or no, forgiveness, then per- permission, right? That's right, absolutely. So, but, you know, and then, you know what, there's a section in there with go-to meals for my kids, you know, because this book was really a labor of love. You know, we basically, you know, we shot it in our house. In our real house, not in not in a license to grow house. We shot this in our real house, so it was one of those situations where you know if this wasn't something that we believed in, we weren't going to get it done. In your opinion, how do you tell people when they ask you, or and maybe they don't, uh, but here on the show, since it's really dedicated to barbecue and grilling, how do you tell people the differences between barbecue and grilling, or is there no difference in your mind between the two? In my opinion, there's a big difference between barbecuing and grilling. Grilling is, you know, the gas and the propane, and barbecuing is charcoal and smoking. Um, now, can you introduce some of the smoking and the um, – basically, can you introduce smoke into your grill? The fact is I did 104 shows on License to Grill, so yes, you can. Um, are you going to get exactly the same type of format? Probably you're going to get pretty close. Now, with charcoal, I tell people flat out, if you're getting any flavor from your charcoal, you're not doing it the right way because charcoal is supposed to only emit heat. Mm-hmm. It starts off high and it works itself down low. With propane and natural gas, you've got a place where you can basically have consistent heat throughout the process. Uh, so for me, the difference between charcoal and barbecuing is the fact that barbecuing, you've got a lot of charcoal cooking, a lot of smoking, and with the gas grilling, most people are going to put on things that can be done fast you know, burgers, some dogs, you know, a steak. But are you going to smoke ribs on your on your regular, you know, propane and natural gas? Most people won't, but you can. But, you know, on charcoal, it's inherent to, the you know, the practice itself. What kind of cookers do you own if I go in Robert Rainford's backyard? Are you somebody that's like a Ted Reader that has 158,000 different cookers and vessels of all kinds, or are you, you know, pretty Teddy modest? and I are neighbors, so... Oh, so what's his <laughs> is yours, we're, right? We're, we're down the street from each other. I mean, it's down a long street. But, um, you know, Green Egg, Horizon Smoker, I've got a Lynx Grill, I've got some Napoleon Grills. So, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I, I try to hit for the cycle. You know, I want one of everything that I can possibly have, like the Komodo-style grilling, which I get from that green egg. You can't get that experience on any other apparatus. You know, my Horizon smoker, I've got a torpedo smoker on one side, so I can do a ton of smoking on that and get all those flavors that I want from the charcoal and from my actual the wood chips that I use on it. And then my gas grills, you know, high and low, you know, high and fast. I can get a lot of stuff done that way. Are you a proponent, or, or do you prefer charcoal over gas, or do you take them both? And it's just kind of a situational thing on which one you'll use. You know, I, I, I would uh, the latter part of what you've just said. You know, it's very situational for me. You know, if I'm doing ribs and I want that smoke, then I'm going to go on my smoker. 
you know, but if I, you know, I'm coming home from work and I'm a little bit on the tired side and I just want to light up my propane and start cooking my steak, you know, I want to do that. I mean, the big difference here, and I want all your listeners to listen to this one very carefully, the difference between propane and charcoal is three beers to get your charcoal lit, one beer to get your propane lit. Okay, and make sure they understand this. Please reiterate this to everybody you talk to. <laughs> three <laughs> beer. beer I always want to be charcoal, though. I want to be three beers <laughs> deep before I start doing anything, especially if it's around fire and knives, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nothing so bad ever there. happens when that, when that uh, concoction comes up. Robert Rainford joining us here on the show. Let me ask you something, Robert, because uh, I'm always interested to get uh, first-time guests into the show's take on this. I'm very steadfast in my belief, which I will leave off to the side. You see on a lot of Food Network shows, and you know they're very pop. Cooking in general, very popular, right? But yeah. they they will say, okay, so we're going to grill a steak, and you sear the steak to seal in the juices. Do you find any incorrectness with that statement at all? <sighs> Am I making noises here? Sorry, there's some guttural noises coming from my throat. Uh, I, I, I don't even know why I'm making those noises, but here's, the, here's my answer. Anybody that tells you you're sealing in, walking in, is not correct in their analysis. You caramelize exterior sugars on high heats, which means you're going to get those beautiful char marks, but you're not sealing in any juices. The only way to seal in those juices is allowing that steak to rest at the end of the cooking process for five to ten minutes. So, you know, I, I believe me, you can trust a guy that did 104 shows on the Food Network <laughs> up here in Canada, or you can trust somebody that's lying to you. I'm not lying to you. All right, well, I'll take the guy that's not lying to me. Uh, <laughs> grilling competition between Robert Rainford, Ted Reeder, and Danielle Damoski from DivaQ. Who wins? These are the greatest barbecue and grillers in Canada as they exist right now. You know what? I love all two of those people, and and we, Teddy and I, have always said to each other that grilling competition. Like, if you think food is competition, then you don't really love food. You know, I I understand it's great for the readers and it's good for the listeners and it's good for the people who watch television. But for us personally, you know what? I can appreciate what Teddy does. I can appreciate what, you know, Diva Q does. I can appreciate what I do. So if we can all appreciate that, then we're all, we're all in the same boat. I mean, uh, competition, food is not competition. It's about love. Have you ever met a guy named Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue? I've not, uh, I've not seen him, but I have heard of him. I'm telling you right now, you guys are kindred spirits. It's almost like I, you channeled him because that's all he talks about. Barbecue is love. Barbecue is being around friends. It's not about, well, I mean, he kicks everybody's ass in competition, by the way. But <laughs> that's not like the mantra for him. The mantra is spreading the joy of cooking and being around friends and spreading love. And, and barbecue is love. That's his uh, go-to saying. So that's kind of awesome that you're kind of uh, saying the same thing and reiterating his that's words as awesome. well. Uh, Robert, Somebody what, else saying something? <laughs> yeah, I love it. No doubt. So uh, what are some of the next projects that you got up your sleeve, Robert? So I've uh, taped a new pilot for my new series coming out relative. Like I said, at this point, I don't want to speak about it too early, but, you know, I have taped a pilot. You know, I've got my second book, which I've got about 75% done at this point. Oh. I've got a restaurant here in Toronto called Gossip Restaurant that's on the c &E grounds down by the Lakeshore area in uh, Toronto. I'm back at school teaching in uh, September part-time. Uh, 
you know, still trying to be a loving husband, great, uh, great father, you know, I've got, and a good coach because I do coach my little daughter in, uh, in basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically what I have on my agenda. All right. So it uh, sounds like a full docket. We're talking with Robert Rainford. Again, the book dropped last week, a week ago. So if you haven't gotten it, go ahead and grab your copy, Born to Grill, and I'll have a link to Amazon if you want to go ahead and grab it. Uh, Robert, appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for talking with me. Oh, thank you so much. Great you talking it? to you. You're a wonderful man. Robert Rainford. Awesome. First timer in. I had a great time with Robert. He, sound, he sounded a little bit different than I remember hearing him on the YouTube clips a little bit earlier. But a lot of, uh, lot of great points. Another guy that I have to be insanely jealous of because he owns a lot more cookers than I do. And I own a lot, believe me. I tell people how many cookers that I have, and they sit there and they're like, oh, my God, you guys are like, oh, whatever. And I agree with Dave. Very easy to talk to. But I don't understand this. No disrespect to anybody. Of course, we know what that means. If I'm qualifying something by saying no disrespect or, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I can't schedule things with him. With him. I have to go through a PR hack with him. Ted Reader, I just email him and we set it up. Maybe different levels of success. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, very good first interview. Somebody definitely want to bring back. So check that out. As many of you know, I do have a pellet cooker in my arsenal. And the first thing I thought of when I got it was Barbecuer's Delight because they are widely considered to be the pellet resource for pellet-fired cookers. That's right. Whether on the competition trail or in your backyard, folks choose Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. You should give them a try as well. You can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option. Buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets, load one-third cup into the pot, then place it in your cooker or grill. Let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. Now, maybe you're not familiar with these little pellets. Let me give you a little insight. When pellets are made, all of the air within the cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form, much denser than natural trees. And as compared to other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield a more intense smoke more quickly, which seals the food, locking in natural moisture and adding smoke flavor exactly when it's needed. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust by pressure, which generates heat, any contaminants present in the wood are eliminated. This process produces a sterile smoking wood product of consistent quality. Pellets easy to use since you don't have to smoke them in water either prior to use. And it's easy to blend wood flavors to produce consistent results each and every time with use of Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Now, do yourself a favor. Go grab Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets right now. Even if you don't have a cooker, get them to put in your charcoal grill or whatever the case may be. BBQRSDelight.com. Check out all of the flavors they have. Stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecuer's Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks like me. We both choose them. And again, the website, barbecuersdelight.com. That's bbqrsdelight.com. We're coming back with the smoking guitar player, Fred Bernardo, right after this.
Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. Robert Rainford was my guest this past segment. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Helping me close the show tonight. A long-time sponsor of the show, but new to the competition cooking trials. And his team is really starting to catch some heat now, no pun intended, as we head into the summer. Here to recap, the weekend in Green Lane, PA. None other than the smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bernardo. Fred, how are you, bud? How you doing, bud? I I have been dying in anxious anticipation to hear the new song that Fred has concocted. That's right. Let's hear it. You got it? Well, you you ready? Know, oh, no, no. No, no, I'm not ready yet. I need a couple minutes to warm up. But, oh. you know, you may remember that I, I broke my first uh, hit, The Legend of Barbecue One, the song written about our motorhome right here on your show. I believe it sounded yeah. a little something like this. Some guitar strumming, and then it was a... Barbecue one, barbecue one. Very mysterious, yes. very mysterious sounding. Yes, the haunting things that haunting. I thought of when I heard that were how many hours did it take you to actually think of and then put pen to paper, get those lyrics down onto a tablet? I I ran out of ink. I mean, I I blew through so many pens, and I must tell you, Greg, ever since I broke that song on your show, things just haven't been quite the same. What has changed in the life of a smoking guitar player since the drop of that song? It's it's just been different. I can just tell things are different. All right, let's My not get into any sordid details. We don't want to know anything about it. Let's keep it clean on the Internet. All right, uh, Fred, so you uh, went to Green Lane, Pennsylvania, and competed under Tasty Lakes Barbecue. Uh, let's go ahead from you. Just a, kind of a general recap of the weekend how did it go for you? Uh, nothing in particular on the categories because we'll get to hear uh, we'll get to those here in a second. But just as far as cooking and setting up, anything out of the ordinary you had to contend with? Yeah, really good weather. <laughs> Terrible, right? Really good weather. Two contests in a row. Really good weather, and this week might even get good weather again. Are you gonna? Where are you gonna be so, at this coming different. weekend? Uh, Middletown, Delaware. Oh, so you're gonna be going up against uh, the boys from Pork Barrel Barbecue? They're gonna be down there too. Sure, 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 absolutely. I think they they might have been in Salisbury a few weeks ago. We did Salisbury a few weeks ago. They might have been there. No, they the remember. only one that they've cooked in 2012 was that Las Vegas competition. Yeah, they did pretty good out there, too, didn't Third they? Third overall, I think that's pretty good out of 148,000 teams. That's, that's pretty darn good. Is right. That's right. All right, so aside from the great weather that you had to contend with, how was, uh, how was the cook at Green Lane? You know, every, everything was groovy. I mean, that, that's a great contest. It's in, it's in a great spot. Uh, it's it's really a nice setup. There's tons of staff, tons of help, tons of volunteers. It just makes the thing go really uh, easy. You know, you get there, they you know they 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 put you right in your spot. Uh, they're just so attentive to everything. Uh, they've really got it covered, and it, it makes it it just makes everything easier. You know, you don't have to worry about you know any of that logistical type stuff. And then of course, if the weather cooperates, that just makes it even better. So uh, we just we just had a great time. Uh, matter of fact, we've same thing as Salisbury this year. Great time. That's another fantastic one. That lady that runs that contest does a wonderful job. So, uh, what kind know, of uh, what kind of cookers are you guys using as a team? 
well, you know, we're, we're cooking on different things almost every time, but I have this Jambo that I got over the winter, and Ooh. we used that at the last two contests, our Jambo J3, the, the tasty Jambo. And I used the Guru Cookers and an egg at the first contest we did it this year. Last year we used some uh, Green Mountain Pellet Grills and some Big Green Eggs. Uh, I kind of take whatever I have the facilities to take. So if we have an extra guy to drive a pickup truck, we drag the Jambo. And uh, otherwise, I'll you know I'll use just about anything. I I'm used to cooking on all those different smokers because at the store, you know, we we have a demo fleet of just about everything you can imagine, and we're cooking on different things every time we do a demonstration, which is at least every Saturday. So you know, for me, it's I'm pretty much okay with any of them. Fred Bernardo yeah. joining us here on the show. TastyLakesBBQ.com is the website. Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply. Let's go ahead and take a little bit more in-depth look at the individual categories, and we'll go ahead and cover them as they're called out during the award ceremony. So chicken is typically the first thing that they call out at KCBS events. Uh, 11th overall, so you're just outside of the top 10. But I wonder this, in the mind of a competitor, Fred, when you don't get called, and there was, I think, 50-plus teams there, where is your mind at at that point? Do you think you've tanked? I mean, how did chicken taste to you as you were getting ready to, to turn it in anyway? Well, I got to tell you, you know, my goal with these things is to, I have two goals. Number one, don't be last, you know, and the second one is to just uh, cook the food as best as possible. I hit hit my marks every time. And I feel that if I hit my marks and send out the stuff the way it's supposed to be cooked, it's kind of up to the judges. So uh, the last two contests in a row, I really thought I sent out pretty good stuff, uh, about as best as I could do maybe. You know, there's always one or two you think like, well, those ribs weren't exactly right or, Oh, that so and so wasn't exactly right, but you know that, and I, I think that's what separates the men from the boys, and that puts me in the boy category because the guys that really have their act together, they're sending that stuff in exactly the same way every time. At least that's what I'm figuring. I mean, they hit their marks every single time, so so that's what I'm trying to do. So when you're sitting there and you don't get called, you're you know pretty disappointed. <laughs> did you? I mean, did you think the chicken was good though? I thought my chicken was spot on, dead dead on. You know. And uh, the thing with chicken, though, interestingly enough, you do have six specifically different pieces of meat there. So it you know, really, you know, if you get wildly varying scores from the judges, that, that one judge could have really got a, a different, it's a different animal. Right. A different chicken. You know, so, so really with chicken in particular, you know, each, each piece is a different leg of potentially a different chicken. So the six judges are getting six different things. So... You know, you got to make six of them perfect. Whereas with brisket, for instance, it's it might be six slices right in a row. So you get that one brisket right, you've got everything right. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, so eleventh overall for chicken. So you know, after you get the scores, you got to be pretty happy with that, considering the amount of teams uh, that are there. Uh, ribs up next, seventeenth overall for ribs. So again, not a bad finish, bad. considering the you know the amount of not teams bad. that are there. How did you like the ribs as they were coming off? Uh, I thought the ribs were fine. Uh, believe it or not, I had, I actually got a little weirded out at this contest because I had more good stuff than I'm used to. In other words, when I put the three racks of ribs in front of me, I had more straight bone, useful, well-cut ribs than I've ever had before to select from. Mm-hmm. And it actually gave me like a dilemma, like which ones do I put in the box? So, you know, we're tasting them. We're trying to figure it out. So with, with ribs and pork in particular, I had more than I needed in front of me and had to like make some sort of game day decision and that was a little weird but i I thought i sent out good ribs and i think i pretty hit those you know i eat a lot of ribs so i've cooked a lot of ribs in my day and i I think i can pretty much get that one spot one as long as i don't make any mistakes 
All right, so pork is next, and uh, let's go ahead here for pork. Uh, third That's right. overall, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, did pork seem to be extra specially good for you uh, as far as you tasting it and putting that box together? Yeah, actually, we thought it was especially bad. <laughs> really? And, and the box, I tr- I'll tell you, I, tr- I tried to get a little bit uh, more bark, and, and it was black, I thought. But when I looked at the pictures, when I came home and looked at the pictures, my wife looked at the pictures and said that pork looked scrumptious, and, well, it, it took third. So I, 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 I thought the pork was our weakest. And when they got done calling ribs, I said to Tim, my teammate, I said, we might as well not even listen to pork. Maybe we'll get something in brisket. And boom, just like that, we got, you know, we got called for third. So y- you really do sometimes never know. But I'll tell you, I took that pork home and tasted it, and it's fantastic. So, you know, I think the judges were on. I don't know what I was thinking that day. It just my, the bark was kind of hard, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I just didn't think it was at the time the best but now i think it was now fred i mean you've been on stage you've played in front of at least tens and twenties of people during your music career what kind of which is a rush in its own right i mean you get into music because you want to drink beer and you want to you know uh, slam chicks all get over chicks. and twice on get sunday chicks, yeah. Don't uh, forget that. so what about the <laughs> what about the pork call third getting to walk in front of all these people is that like a different type of manias or is is it comparable or are they completely two different worlds I, I don't even know what to tell you, man. It's like, you know, it's different. It's really different. I was never athletic, so I – but I guess I'm competitive, and, uh, you know, we were we were just really excited. But, you know, we've been getting consistently better, and, you know, you get your scores sometimes. You, you know, Salisbury, we were 31 out of, I think, 116, and, and that was quite good. And uh, But I was expecting better because I really hit my marks. So, you know, I, I don't know. We, we were very, very happy, and uh, – you know, I want to keep doing it. If I can keep getting in that range, I'd be I'd be happy as a clam. I, I you know, it, it's it, it's a lot short lived rush and maybe a little. I don't know when, when you play a bit. If you play a really big show where you got you know five thousand people screaming for you, it, it's something to remember. You know, or ten thousand people. Like I've done opening acts for major acts where it was you know huge concert venues and that that's a very very cool thing. It would be even cooler if you were the star, but just. <laughs> Just being in that, you know, in in this in a stadium playing, you know, before a big rock band is like an amazing thing to do. But uh, but this is this is kind of cool, you know, very cool, you know, among your peers to to know that you can do it and you you did your job and you did the best you could and you know quite cool. All right, so third overall, you get twenty fourth in brisket. So you know, as you're starting to get those overall announcements, what are the team's feelings? When holy moly, you're going to get to walk again, and it's fifth overall out of 52 teams. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment, right? Well, they didn't really call; they only called uh, reserve and grand. What? But when I went and got the bastards, I don't know what to tell you there. But when I got the score sheets and I saw fifth on there, it was uh, I felt it was just a camera. <laughs> I'm watching the screen here. I don't know what's flipping up. There you go. Yeah, look at these when we guys. got the score sheets. Five, baby. And my teammate there, Tim, to my left, you know, uh, from across the room sort of mouthed to me, you know, what we get. And I put my hand up five. He just couldn't believe it. Uh, good finish for us. I felt we deserved it a few other times that we didn't get it. So it was nice to, you know, it was, it was nice to... Uh, to have a good one you know it feels good and you know for third we got a trophy and i wanted to have the trophy right here next to me but it's over at the store on display proudly on display already but i did get some money too i had the money here hey look at that know. benjamin's we yeah. always love uh, so, you know, tasty ben, ben franklin yeah, and, 
and I'll tell you, this this money here that I won, that'll pay for one of the seven tires I had to buy on the way to Salisbury to get us there. What? So there you go. Wow. So big tire uh, thing going on. We'll leave that for another story for another day. That's a, that's, a, that's another Barbecue One st- song. Yeah, Trust I bet. Me. Right? So, uh, <laughs> another verse. Fifth overall out of 52 teams, which is an absolutely fantastic finish. Really? So congratulations to Tasty Lakes Barbecue. Now, uh, moving oh, on with a, a couple minutes that we have left. Coming uh, left, coming up. Uh, in a, a few weeks or so, we have Tasty Fest, which is a huge right. deal that you uh, always have going on out there. You're combining actually two events to uh, Tasty Fest this year. So, what is it all about? Well, it's, it's like we're going to have like our open house and our egg fest at the same time. And unfortunately, I don't have the date in front of me, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Does June second and third sound right? No, actually, it doesn't. No, all right. How about the ninth and the tenth? <laughs> I got to go to my own website and look. Tasty Licks. June 23rd. June 23rd. There you go. right on it. June 23rd. <laughs> okay. So that's when we're going to have Tasty Fest. It's our Egg Fest. I mean, we had a, we had a great time last year. And, uh, you know, everybody comes. All the eggheads come and they hang out and they cook and all that stuff. Now, here's so that's, one of the things. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get the dog here because, you know, Lily, the, Lily, come here. The Smoking Retriever has been making an appearance at contests. Lily, come here. Come on. You know, you remember Lily, the smoking retriever? Yeah, I think Lily. we were talking about what size smoke ring she might have if we were to accidentally right. hack her leg off. Look, she's half asleep. She's <laughs> there she this. is, the smoking retriever. She slipped on my feet under the desk. And, you know, yeah, you mentioned that internally, you know, she may have a, a, a big smoke ring. But yes. i got to tell you, she straightened me out on that. It's not the smoke ring that's important. It's the bark. Of course it is, the bark. <laughs> oh, hey symbol. Uh, one of the things that I find unique about pretty much any egg fest, uh, yours is going to be tasty fest, is the fact that you can buy or put in like a, an advanced purchase of a demo egg that's going to be used out there. I mean, this is really one of the most optimal ways uh, financially for somebody to get their hands on a big green egg if they've always sought after one, right? Yeah, it's a very cool way to do it. It's brand new, has warranty, gets used a little bit. You know, sometimes they get a lot of sauce dripped on them and things from sloppy cooking, but no big deal. And, uh, you know, you save yourself some good bucks. You can go on our website or you can go to tastylicksbarbecue.com forward slash, hmm, I forget what it is, forward slash something, probably Tasty Fest. But anyway, it's right on there. Click on there and you can go to the page and you can register. Come to the fest. We have a little party the night before. The team is going to cook for for everybody. And you can order your demo egg and get a big discount and pick it right up and take it home with you. Absolutely. Great thing to do. You have to be able to take it home, though. You really have to be able to take it home. I mean, we have room to maybe, maybe stash one or two, but this is the kind of thing you take home. You take right home with you. We, around 3 o'clock, we put the fires out, cool them down by 4 or 5. We're, we're loading them all up in people's cars. I mean, I've strapped them in the front seats, Alexis and you know, Mercedes and all kinds of cars to get them out of there. You know? And that's going to be June 23rd, so uh, check it out, tastylicksbbq.com for more information. All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, release the newest... To be number one, it probably will enter right around 10, but it'll have a, an upward bullet on Billboard's That's top right. 10. That's right. So this is a new one, uh, you know, came to mind uh, just after one of these contests. All right, let's hear it. Got myself some chicken from a poultry guy, and when I took it out, I was ready to fly, and I... Yeah, I took it out. <laughs> it was nice and fresh, but then it was something different. Hey, it was rotten flesh. This is the mysterious part. <laughs> that was mysterious, there. Well, I'm a man, 
And I got my pride. Don't need no chicken to hurt me inside. I need a chicken like any other. Hey, and now I need another. Good chicken gone bad. Well, don't you know? Good chicken gone bad. I'm telling you, mama. Good chicken gone bad. And baby, it was bad. We're grooving here. Sounds like good chicken gone bad. And baby, it was bad. That's it. Man. Oh, that's a killer, man. That's the next hit. Even if I messed it up a little bit. Next hit. I think if you were on America's Got Talent, though, you'd be getting one of these. Watch good out! Chicken's gone bad. Good chicken gone good bad. Chicken, gone chicken bad, another chicken. Some Anybody of the. Remember that song? Uh, the real song. <laughs> this, <laughs> I played that about a, a thousand times in bars all over the East Coast. This one might be a little good bit more gone, hard for me to uh, memorize than Barbecue One, Barbecue One, but I will right. do my this best. This one actually had words. Yes, yeah, so it had hooks and bridges and verses and, and all did. that stuff. <laughs> An instrumental part there in the middle, the whole deal, man, yeah, just break, like a real song. The break, everything. All right, well, we're talking with Fred Bernardo. <laughs> TastyLicksBBQ.com is the website. Look for the single. You should release that and put it out on the website. That'd be absolutely fabulous. I, I, really, I want. Well, I've uh, got two. I've got two. Two potential hits yeah, right now in the can, man. Get them on. You, you're a YouTube sensation. Get them out there. I want trademark rights and uh, 10% of everything. Right. Uh, I've got over 100 videos on, on YouTube. I know. There, Greg, if anybody wants to learn how to cook on their big green egg or their green nut pellet grill or any of their other things, they could just go on there. Oh, pizza. Don't forget, I'm good on pizza, too. That's right. Uh, Fred Bernardo joins us. So, Fred, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Greg, thanks for having me, you got pal. It. There he is, Fred Bernardo. TastyLicksBBQ.com. Check him out. I don't know what to say about that song. I don't know whether to apologize, laugh, or vomit. I would rather not do number three, if at all possible. Lily is the smoking retriever. All right, gang, a quick reminder before we call it an evening from Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. He knows that being married to a barbecue maniac can be trying, and he's thinking about you people and your wife, more importantly, because you're not thinking about it. You know, you're always making huge messes in the kitchen. You don't clean up. All you think about is barbecue, books, TV shows, internet radio shows from Tuesdays 9 to 11. To you, your clothes smell great when they're covered with your barbecue smoke, but to your significant other, your clothes stink. How many years has she been putting up with your tomfoolery and debauchery? You're always filling the refrigerator with meat that you want to cook. But what about her? Shelves always full of jars of barbecue sauce. Some open, some not. When was the last time you bought her a new piece of jewelry? Call Steve at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. He can help. Heck, he's gotten himself into trouble with his own wife because of his barbecue addiction. He wants to help you out. Now, you're probably thinking that treating your wife to a new anniversary ring will break the bank and ruin plans for that new grill or smoker. Poppycock. The diamond anniversary rings of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers start under 500 bucks. That's right. Not only does Steve stock great quality, but if you go on stephendefranco.com, you can see lots of great styles and really great prices. What's more important than really great prices? Nothing. Heath, you should buy Brett a diamond anniversary ring. Wait a second. Brett. Brett is a, uh, I'm sorry, Heath is a newlywed. He couldn't come on last week because he was in France or something. 
Congratulations to Brett. No. Congratulations to Heath, I mean. Sorry. Heath is a married man. Did you go to Stephen DeFranco? Dot com to pick out that diamond anniversary ring, Heath. I bet you didn't. Bet you didn't. Could have saved boatloads. Bags and bags of cash. Now, as always, Steve is a very special barbecue brother and sister deal just for you. And here's how it works. You go on to stephendefranco.com. You pick out that new diamond anniversary ring. And then you call Steve at 440-943-2700. That's 943-2700. And tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister, and he'll give you an additional $50 off the already discounted price to help pay for taking your wonderful wife out to a non-barbecue dinner. Hint, hint. As always, Steve will ship the ring to you for free. Go to stephendefranco.com, pick out the ring, then call him and ask for Steve, 943-2700, area code 440. All right, let's wrap this show up. Right after this. Stick around. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're coming back. This is going to be a very quick... And by a very quick uh, wrapping up segment, I mean this quick. <laughs> that quick. All right, let me thank my guests tonight. We started out with Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. And we had me talking for a few minutes, so thank you to me. Appreciate that. Second hour, we had Robert Rainford. First timer, did great. Looking forward to having him potentially back on the show if he would want to come back on. It's always up to the guests, too. Blood Diamond. Oh, my God. And my last guest this evening, just last segment, Fred Bernardo of Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Bad Chicken making its way onto the hit singles list as we speak. Packed show for next week. Let me help you to control the rusty grill grate population. Folks, if you have raw cast iron, you use it. Clean it off once you're done. As it starts to cool down, spray a little Pam or take some Crisco and rub it on there. Let it bake back in each and every time. It'll keep the grate seasoned. It will keep rust at bay. That's what we want, rust at bay. Also, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And you better not either. Pray for Sherry Gray and Rod Gray, too. If you can help out with the blood donations in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, do that. Go to Rod's webpage and see what you can do to help. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.